friends, welcome to Catholic Ad Lib. This is another daily Lenten reflection. In the past uh, week or so, I've been pondering the fairly well-known seven last words of Christ, the seven phrases, technically, not words, but seven phrases that Christ spoke on the cross, his last words, which for, for any dying person, we have a keen interest in their last words. And the seven last words or phrases uttered by Christ were very important for a whole host of reasons, but I want to focus on what is considered the fourth word, again, or phrase, which is as follows. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And on the surface, that phrase is strange, very strange. But I, in, in praying with that, I kind of went a lot of directions. And I sort of ended up with the, the strangeness of that phrase might allow some non-believers to point to that phrase and say, well, Jesus, the Son of God here, is being forsaken or abandoned by God. You know, why would God do that? It makes no sense. Therefore, it supports potentially the atheist argument that there is no God. And the atheist argument is where I sort of ended up. And their argument goes as follows. If God exists, there really could be no evil. God is omnibenevolent, meaning he's all good. He is omniscient. He is all-knowing and omnipotent, all-powerful. And if he's omnibenevolent, he would want to do something about evil. If he is omnipotent, he could do something about evil. If he is omniscient, he would know all about evil. Their conclusion, there should be no evil if there truly is a God. And that then took me to Thomas Aquinas's five arguments for the existence of God. And the Aquinas method of teaching, which I think is uh, spectacular, Aquinas wouldn't just argue and try to convince people of, of his view. He would want to understand the opposing view sufficiently so that he could argue their position so then he could in essence, attack it. And that's more or less what I just read, the atheist argument that God is, or if God is omnibenevolent, if he is omniscient, 
if he is omnipotent, if we believe all those things, then why in the world would Jesus cry out? Why would he be abandoned? Right? And I want to share with you a part. It's only one of five parts. It's, it's the third argument that Aquinas authored for the existence of God. So he authored five arguments for God's existence. And I want to share with you today just what is considered the third way, which is entitled Possibility and Necessity. And there's 10 points that Aquinas makes. He starts by saying, we find in nature things that are possible to be and not to be. Contingent beings. Contingent meaning, of course, relying on something else. Everything is either necessary or contingent. Assume that everything is contingent. It is impossible for contingent beings always to exist, for that which cannot be at some time is not. In other words, things that are contingent upon, upon something else for their existence, at some point in time, they didn't exist. He goes on to say, therefore, by arguments three and four, assuming everything is contingent and it is impossible for contingent beings always to exist, at one time there was nothing. And he continues, that which does not exist begins to exist only through something already existing. Therefore, by arguments five and six, at one time there was nothing, and that which does not exist begin to exist only through something already existing. Therefore, by five and six, there is nothing now. But there is something now. Therefore, number three is false. Number three is the statement Assume that everything is contingent. Everything cannot be contingent, he argues, in, in essence. And lastly, Aquinas says, therefore, by argument number two, everything is either necessary or contingent. There is a necessary being, and we call that God. God bless you. Thank you.